We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's what I'm talking about, 201. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Carton and Roberts. Evan Roberts, Craig Carton, all the way to 6.30. Got a great show for you today. Phone number to join, as always, 877-337-6666. Wow. What a game. What a weekend. One more game to go. But for those of you New York Giant fans who, for the last six years, have endured what us Jet fans have endured for damn near a lifetime, incompetent, losing football, Yesterday was an amazing day for you as your quarterback played the best game of his career. Your coach proved he's as good or better than everybody else. And the New York Giants now get the opportunity to end the season for the Philadelphia Eagles. And we're all rooting for the Giants. Good afternoon, Evan. How are you today, kid? I'm doing all right. How about yeah, that? I'm How doing great. About that? And by the way, for you knuckleheads on Twitter, stop the hate. I picked the Giants to win the game on Friday. We can play the tape for you. Enough said it's not about me. It's about the New York Giants and the trust they have in Daniel Jones to run the football. I thought there's that one sequence where they called one too many for him. He looked totally gassed. But I got to tell you, the game plan was great. They uh, held Justin Jefferson in the second half to a single catch for, what, three, four yards? He became a ghost in the fourth quarter of this game. That's right. And say what you want to say, the New York Giants did something they only did once the entire year, and that score... 30-plus points. they've only done it once in two and a half years. Oh, is it that many years? And that here that they are in a postseason game. You know, when Eli Manning played his first postseason game, he threw for 100 yards and he got shut out. That's the truth. Yep. Daniel Jones, in his first playoff game, you could argue, played the best game of his NFL career. Yeah. It wasn't just his legs, which you knew that Mike Kafka and Brian Dayball were going to whip out after they really didn't design a lot of runs for him three weeks ago against the Vikings. Right. But it was his throws. It was everything. It was his smarts. How about him taking that sack on the final drive, knowing yep. I got to force Minnesota to use a timeout? Daniel Jones was incredible. And that's where all of us are wrong. Because who thought, coming into this season, Brian Dable was literally going to turn Daniel Jones into Josh Allen? No. Yesterday, he played like Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, even if, you, if you're if you one of those guys that wasn't a Jones hater, you know, to think that he would have the type of game he had yesterday in a playoff spot on the road. I mean, he did something yesterday no quarterback's ever done in the history of the sport. Over 70 yards rushing, over 300 yards passing, and two touchdowns. I mean, Daniel Jones was him, as uh, the kids say these days. And that goes to him because, obviously, it takes a lot of work ethic and uh, you know things that we could ever imagine to try to get to a level where you can be trusted and people can count on you. And what else can you possibly say about the combination, to be fair, of Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, and Wink Martindale? They have gotten the job done. And now you and I agree on this. It ain't no house money. Go beat the Philadelphia Eagles and do what previous giant teams have done, 
win big playoff games on the road when you're a touchdown underdog or thereabouts, right? And go do what nobody thinks you have a chance to do. And I think... You know what, though? That's changed, bro. I think people do think they have a chance to do it now. Yeah, and I'm not sure how much of that is just the NFL today. No, I think a lot of it is what this team has looked like over the last few weeks. I mean, in a game that they needed against the Indianapolis Colts, we all know how bad the Colts are, but still, the Giants needed to win that game. They lose that game. They throw up a dud. They had a chance to collapse and miss the playoffs, and they responded. They responded in a huge way. And then yesterday in Minnesota against a 13-win team, as flawed as they are, a team that had not lost a one-score game right. all season Which long. Always, will always at some point bite you in the ass. We've seen it of so course, many times. The New York Giants responded in an incredible way. I mean, think about it. When this game started and the Minnesota Vikings are marching down the field without needing, I think they needed one third down. It was boom, 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 boom. Here's Kirk Cousins in the end zone, touchdown 7 nothing. The giant offense, who had not even gotten on the field yet. Daniel Jones had never taken a snap in the postseason. And now he's in this loud, raucous environment, and he's down 7-0, and it looks like the giant defense isn't going to be able to stop a nosebleed. And what does he do? What does he do when on the first play of the game, remember what happened on the first play of the game? Saquon Barkley went for 12 yards, got erased, because they called holding on Nick Gates. So right out of the gate, it's first and 20. You're down seven. These morons are chanting, skull, skull, skull. And what do you do? You find Richie James. You find Darius Slayton. You take a big run. Saquon finds the end zone. And just like that, bang, boom, it's 7-7. And then the defense, to their credit, all of a sudden started to look different. Yeah. All of a sudden, this defense, which could not stop anything on the opening drive, Justin Jefferson all of a sudden became less of an impact. It became a Hawkinson show. All of a sudden, they're forcing a three and out. All of a sudden, a next drive, they're not three and out, but boom, Minnesota's off the field, and you're putting the ball right back in the offense's hands who have a chance to take a two-score lead. It was incredible how quickly this game changed. Yeah. Because in the first five minutes, what'd you really think, Giant fans, down 7 nothing a few minutes in? No, what'd you think when they call a hold on Nick Gates? You're probably cursing at your TV. Yeah. And Everything changed. Yeah, listen, it was uh, it was a great game to watch. You know, outside of being more high scoring than what a lot of people thought, the fact that it got you know settled by a touchdown is exactly right in rhythm with what the Giants and Vikings both did all year long. Uh, and they, they did a great job in that second half, fourth quarter especially. You know, what's crazy to me is that, and we talked about this a lot this year. There were a lot of games this year. We talked about it when the Vikings played the Jets. We talked about it when the Vikings played the Giants in the regular season where inexplicably the Minnesota Viking offense three and out, three and out, five and out, four, whatever it was, and just stopped moving the ball. And for a team that's got legitimate talent all over the place, Hawkinson's a beast, Jefferson's the best wide receiver in football, you sleep on Thielen, I always forget the other guy's name, 17, Uh, you got Dalvin Cook, and you've got a quarterback that puts up gaudy numbers in the regular season. But the New York Giants, without sacking them, yeah. somehow made plays that resulted well, in the Giants winning. Because awesome. Because yesterday, the New York Giants completely outcoached the Minnesota Vikings. Where do you want to begin? We saw this giant coaching staff make those adjustments where after the opening drive, effectively Justin Jefferson did nothing in this game. He had one catch in the second half, but even better than that, he only had three targets. Yeah. So they made it look, at least to Kirk Cousins, 
that you couldn't find him open because he was double well, teamed. Start with the opening drive. On the opening drive of this game where Minnesota did whatever he wanted, they wanted, Justin Jefferson had four catches for 30 yards. The rest of the game, he had three catches for 17 yards. Right. So the Giants made the proper adjustments to completely shut down Justin Jefferson. Two, offensively, the game plan was so different in terms of Daniel Jones. In that game against Minnesota three weeks ago, I don't think they ran any designed runs for Jones. That was very different yesterday. They he basically set them up. He basically became their bell cow running back in yeah. a lot of ways. And then they made decisions, the Vikings, that made no sense. When they get the football on their second drive and they have a third and one, and they call that razzle-dazzle sweep to Jefferson, who throws it back to Kirk Cousins, who very quickly gets knocked back two yards, that stole that drive completely. And it felt like after that, their offense slowed down, especially in the first half. So that was a huge mistake. Then you get to the final drive of the game, where there are ways your season can end that are bad. And then there are ways that your season can end, and it's like, oh, my God, this is going to haunt my dreams. Kirk Cousins checking down to TJ Hawkinson with Xavier McKinney, and credit to Xavier McKinney. Great tackle. I killed him for the whole injury, and he gets on the whatever he was on, the ATV. He came back, and he was awesome. And he talked a big game because early last week he says, we could shut down Justin Jefferson. He's human. You dudes backed it up. Like, great job yep. out of you. But they check down to Hawkinson, and there's Xavier McKinney to give TJ the big bear hug and politely say, you're going down, sir, well, well short of a first down. Yeah. What a way for your season to end after you've been given a gift from the crappy referee gods of a BS roughing the passer penalty on Dexter Lawrence. It was a ridiculous call. But look, the Giants win. You got the Eagles now. And uh, Giant fans, bring it. You want to gloat? You want to share your excitement? Uh, what you thought as the game went on? I want the entire A to Z from Giant fans all day today. 877-337-6666. Big Mac, I'll start with you. Prior to the final play of the game, the fourth down play, fourth and eight, in which they gained three yards, <laughs> which is very Jet-esque, by the way. Um, at what point, if there was a point, did you feel comfortable? Did you say to yourself, I've got the feeling we're going home with a W? No, never comfortable. Never comfortable. Especially that last sequence, the, the drop pass by Slayton, then you get the penalty. Those are the right. kind of things that are bad omens. I will I, tell I you was, this. I was very, even fourth and eight, I was very concerned. Darius Slayton's giant career would be over. If uh, that game ends differently. His legacy is different. Yes. Yeah. Now it's yes. kind of like an afterthought in history. But, you know, give Brian Dayball credit because we all saw him on the yes, sidelines. Basically giving him a pep talk saying, dude, we need you. There's a chance if Minnesota drives down the field, we're getting the ball back. We're either going to overtime. Maybe there's time left. Yeah. We're going to need you. We can't lose you. But it was. Let's face it. That was an Evan Ingram-esque kind of drop because he not only gets a first down, he may go to the house. He may end the. He may end it completely. By the way, that he uh, he was gonna put his name in the annals of bad moments in Giants history, right there. And I want to acknowledge a guy that got three snaps yesterday. And there's something to be said about being a pro, a pro's pro. There's something to be said about not letting your situation dictate how you perform in the few opportunities you get. And I thought Brian Dable acknowledged this guy, and I respect it. Kenny Galladay has been a terrible bust here since the New York Giants brought him in here. For all those millions of dollars. He got no joke this year, about four and a half million dollars per reception. He had another terrible year, and from the minute Dable got him, Kenny Galladay was not in their plans. 
Kenny Galladay was on the field for three plays yesterday, but there's one particular play. It was a Saquon run for, what, about 10 yards or so, mm-hmm. in which Galladay's the guy that sets up the block that allows Barkley to get the extra yards, which was a key part of the game. And it's, a, it's one of those things where he didn't catch the ball. You would not notice it if somebody didn't really acknowledge it to you, outside of those of you that do watch the game, obviously, with a critical eye. And that's all you need to know about the kind of guy Kenny Galladay is. He was not going to play yesterday, got on the field for a minute, and made his presence felt without ever touching the football. And I think we should acknowledge that is a professional football player. 100%. And I want to follow it up with another guy because there was another guy who I could argue made the play of the game, and he was on on. the field. Play of the game. Play of the game, and he was on the field for three snaps. And I think you using the example of Galladay and the guy I'm about to bring up shows you that every guy on a football team, every single one of them, needs to contribute if you're going to win a game like this. Do you know who he's talking about, Big Mac? Uh, My guess would be Flott, who breaks up the... Nailed it. Cordell Flott was on the field for three plays. Now, Flott played against uh, the Eagles, you remember. Mm -hmm. Got a lot of playing time because Dabo rested everybody. Kind of like Kenny Galladay getting a lot of playing time against Philly. So Cordell Flott on the play before the final play. He guarded K.J. Osborne and slaps the ball away. Right. Instead of fourth and eight. I think it would have been a first down. If it wasn't a first down, maybe it's a fourth and one, something like that. And he slaps the ball away. He was only on the field for three snaps, but that play right there. either why saving, he, I wonder why he was on the field for that play. Did somebody come off hurt? Uh, I'm not sure exactly why. Think about of all the times to put a kid on the field, you put him on the field on third down with you know, well, with the game on. A part of it could be it's such an obvious passing play. You know, okay, Vikings right. have no timeouts. Right. They're in their final drive, which right after the two minute warning, so you don't have a lot of time if you're Minnesota. I mean, if you're Kirk Cousins, you're obviously throwing the football. You got no time to run it. So flots out there and makes a hell of a play. And then, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was out there for the fourth down play. And also was there trying to guard Justin Jefferson, who was a non-factor in this game. Yeah, and after the game, Kirk Cousins said, I thought about throwing it up to uh, J.J., but I didn't feel good about it. And then as I was going through my progressions, I figured I'm about to be sacked. I better get rid of the ball. And I'm saying to myself, well, time out. You thought about throwing the ball to, not even arguably this year, the best wide receiver in the sport, a guy who made that catch uh, against the Buffalo Bills that everyone's going to talk about forever and you didn't feel good about giving him a chance to extend the drive? Yikes. Big mistake because you also have officials who just called this bogus, bogus roughing the passer. If you throw one up to Jefferson, there's like a 35% chance they're going to throw the flag for a bogus pass interference. Crazy, crazy. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.